This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Metal Shop here on The Rock. I'm talking with Joanna Sedonis from Lucifer, the, the mighty Lucifer. And, and uh, the band originates from Berlin, Germany. Are you in Berlin right now? No. Meanwhile, I moved to Sweden about oh. uh, two and a half or three years ago. So Lucifer is completely Sweden-based now. Everybody in Lucifer is Swedes except me. Oh, my God. Right on. So what uh, what made you want to make the jump? Did you meet the guys and, and decide, like, hey, let's let's do this in Sweden? Or did you, did you originally just say, I want to, you know, reroute? Well, what happened was that I met uh, my husband, Nicke, who is the drummer for yes. her, yes. and he's Swedish. So um, at the time, we had a little bit of a lineup change, and um, Nicke came into the band and joined me as my songwriting partner. And uh, because we got romantically involved, mm-hmm. I moved to Sweden, and we got married. So we're living together, and um, yeah, and then the people that we added to the bands were all sweet to make it more convenient because lucifer before that was kind of um mixed of people from the uk and berlin and it was always logistically a little bit difficult and um i'm really happy that now everybody is actually living in the same city have you fallen in love with sweden Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm a big city girl. You know, yeah. I was born and raised in Berlin, and I lived in L.A. for three years, and I lived a little bit in London and so on. So I've always had this longing for nature, and we yeah. live kind of half an hour south of Stockholm uh, in the country. There's more deers, you know, walking by the house than people, so I love it. <laughs> so you mentioned that you're now uh, you're, you're working uh, musically with, with uh, Nika uh, from, from Entomb, from Helicopter. Incredible bands. Uh, I mean, that is quite the resume. Uh, what's it been like um, working, collaborating with, with uh, your your love interest? <laughs> well, uh, it's been actually um, awesome because we have very similar ideas how. Um, you know what we prefer sonically but also visually and mm-hmm. concept wise and so on um, he understood right away what I wanted for Lucifer and um, we tested it with one song the first song we wrote together I think was Dreamer Yeah. and um, when we exchanged that you know then we knew it clicked and it's been um, 
a lot of fun working together because we have our own studio on our property so oh, we can cool. go there whenever we want to and work on stuff and there's constant ideas flowing you know it's, it's really great when you get to share what you love doing best in life um, with your best friend and partner that's amazing and, and and for the new album which is which I should mention Lucifer 3 is available now on Century Media uh, is that is that um, did you guys record it from your home studio Yes, we did. Yeah. Wow. We produced it together in the studio. It got recorded here and Nick mixed it. Uh, the only other place was uh, that we sent it off for mastering. That's incredible. So, yeah, very DIY in this household. Also, you know, like all the visual stuff for Lucifer, we do everything our own. It's like, a, wow, that you really don't have to outsource anything. It's you, you, you're your own team, your own musicians, and that's really cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome, and of course, it saves a lot of money too. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, but uh, so before we go any further, I, I would fir- first just like to ask how you're doing. Like with uh, ev- the world is is kind of in a crazy place right now, and uh, under these circumstances, I was just wondering, like, how are you staying sane and how are you staying safe? And yeah, how, how are you doing personally? Well, staying safe, I mean, we live away from people, so it is also not exactly a punishment for us to Mm. um, put yourself into quarantine, you know, because we love being, like, when we're not on the road, because I love all that rock and roll stuff, um, believe me, Uh but when we get home, you know, uh, it's great to not see anybody. So um, here at home, everything looks kind of the same, you know, we're surrounded by nature. But, of course, I'm reading the news every day and... um, Lucifer is also affected because uh, we had to postpone uh, like a whole European spring tour to next year. And then all of our festival dates that we were planning to do got cancelled or postponed. So we are kind of forced uh, to stay home throughout the summer. So school is out. And I mean, it's a blessing and a curse because, of course, we want to go out and play or new stuff, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, at the same same time um we've had some pretty stressful summers the past few years because yeah. it's not only touring with lucifer but then there's the helicopters and all nick's other things yep and so now we're kind of forced to be at home and we can use the time to just be more creative you know and i mean there's a lot of stuff we already <laughs> we actually just started working on the new album which is a little ridiculous oh my god just, yeah but <clears throat> with the studio at home you know it's like and all the time, it's really uh, difficult to stay away. So, uh, yeah. So we're just pouring out stuff. And Nick is at the same time also working on his other bands, you know. So this is great. So it's a welcome time gap that we have. It's kind of a um, forced. I, it's a forced. Sounds- it's a forced little time to, to focus on the, the that stuff, right? It's like it's like you don't have any other uh, uh, excuses. There's no there's no chance to, like, leave and focus on other things. This is being forced on you. So you might as well make the best of it, right? Exactly. I mean, I didn't uh, want to say it's awesome. You know, I mean, of course, yeah. Uh, this is very horrible. But I, I'm a believer in, um, you know, trying to turn something negative around and making it into something positive or draw something from it that gives you something. And and you know, honestly, it's a hell of a time to release an album. Like, it's may- maybe not the most ideal situation, but I think in a few years, you guys are going to look back and be like, "Hey, remember when we dropped an album in the middle of a worldwide pandemic?" <laughs> Yeah, Lucifer 3, the Corona album. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. 
Oh my god. So, uh yeah, let's let's talk about the new record like um so you obviously recorded it at home um and and the fact that you guys are you know setting your own schedule. How long do you uh how long did you guys work on it and focus on the on Lucifer 3? Well, the thing is that uh because we've been touring quite extensively last year, uh we kind of just wrote like when we were at home um, here and there whenever time allows it uh, I don't think we work very long on it um, okay the thing is you know when we go into the studio to record we don't do it like other bands who block like I don't know you know like a month in somebody's studio and then yeah. record the whole thing we can you know we kind of did it like bit by bit whenever we weren't on the road mm-hmm. so but i think if you count all the times together maybe two weeks or something recording okay. it yeah um, and writing here and there mm-hmm. but in like short little bursts not like all chunked chunked out okay cool. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so um yeah, I was uh, curious about. So obviously, there's no time frame. Like, who knows when when tours and concerts are able to to jump back in uh, to to doing that? But what are a couple of uh, the songs that you're looking forward to performing live from the new album? I'm excited about Leather Demon and Cemetery Eyes, which are maybe not the hard rockers on the album, but I'm a sucker for you know melancholy balladesque songs, and yeah. those songs just touch me so much uh, because of uh, what they're about so i'm excited about those we did actually test two of the songs Uh, we've been playing ghosts throughout the last year and our last tour that we did before the crisis came uh, we were in the southern states of the u.s and we already played lucifer there and that um, was a lot of fun and people seem to dig it too because it's such a thing you know to play something in front of an audience that uh, doesn't know it you know when it's unreleased so but yeah, I can't wait to do that. Hopefully the world will start turning. You know, I mean, I know that in the U.S. right now, it's it's um, very extreme. In Sweden, it's a little bit, um, um, you know, the the numbers of the infected yeah. kind of go down. Uh, I know in the U.S. you're not out of the... Uh, out oh. of the worst, eat, uh, probably. But we're supposed to go out and play... Uh, I think earliest, uh, we have like some Russian dates in October and then we have a nice. tour in November. Okay. I mean, I'm not hold, holding my breath here, you know, because yeah. anything, I mean, um, if it doesn't happen, then that's just how it is, you know, but I am kind of hoping that, uh, the numbers will be dropping, you know, until yeah. then. But Okay, let's well, see. yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's let's focus on something a little bit more positive now. And, and, and I want to ask you about your background. So, uh, you you said you were kind of like a city girl, and and what was uh, what was the first album like when you were a kid that made you fall in love with rock and roll and, and heavy metal? Do you remember? Um, well, it's kind of like a longer transition. I started really young. My mom was a rock and roller, nice. and there was always a lot of music at home. So yeah. she was a huge Stones fan, but there was also Deep Purple, ZZ Top, mm-hmm. ACDC, but then also stuff like Velvet Underground and Iggy Pop and so on. Um, my brother was a punk, and when I was Twelve, eleven, twelve. I got into Guns N' Roses and Metallica and seventies stuff. But then, um, when I was, I think, fourteen, fifteen, then the whole black and death metal and doom metal thing started. Yeah. So then I got really into extreme metal, um, and I was very like um, 
Uh, it was only that, you know, for <laughs> for a number of years yep. until I opened up again and started digging through my parents' records and all that yeah. 70s stuff. Um, but yeah, so my I think what impressed me most, well, one of the first albums that I bought was Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think shows really impressed me. And um, the first three shows that I saw was uh, 92 and 93 was Guns N' Roses, Metallica, and then Danzig. And Danzig is kind of responsible for me taking the step over to the dark side. Oh, yeah? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I, um, I really love the first three Danzig albums very much, maybe yeah. the first four. Uh, and seeing Danzig Life was, uh, made a big impression on me as a kid. Wow. Okay. So what, uh, it was watching Danzig, is that what made you want to be a vocalist or how, how did you step into that role no. and were you formally trained? If I'm, no, no, I'm not formally trained. I'm totally self-taught. Uh, I just always listen to music and sing along. Uh, cool. but no, uh, what I meant with Danzig was that they were kind of, metal but they were rock and roll ah. but they were also satanic you yep, know and, yep. and i was really into that and that kind of drew me over to the dark side you know yeah uh, so yeah. so you guys i mean obviously the band name of lucifer and there's a there's always been an, uh, a bit of an occult element with the band so was it so you you're saying it was dancing that first kind of gave you a growing interest in the occult yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, black and death metal and doom metal um, happened and sucked me in, you know, and I started working at an esoteric bookstore after school when I was 16. And that made a big impression on me. Uh, I bought a lot of books there when I was a teenager. So I guess that's how the whole thing started. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right on. Well, uh, I just have a couple more questions here for you. And um, since we're talking about music and, and some you know formative albums in your life, uh, I want to I want to ask you, and, and and I'm putting you on the spot here, so you can take your time if you need to. What are uh, what are four albums that have made a distinct and, and positive impact on your life? Uh, any time of my life, or yeah, growing up, any time. Yeah, um, I think maybe one of the first things uh, was. Um, probably Beggar's Banquet by the Stones because yeah. that's just kind of my mother's milk because my mom listened so much to the Stones so yeah. it was like the first musical imprint that was made on me and um, then when I was six years old my mom gave me this rock and roll compilation cassette uh, series and there, um, so I can't say it's like one album, but there was so many songs, you know, there was like a lot of Chuck Berry and Little Richard and so yeah. on. But there was one song by the Shangri-Las on their leader of the pack. Yeah. And I remember just sitting in front of my cassette player when I was six and I kept re- rewinding to hear the song over and over again. Because it's, I think that's when it started. Because I'm, like I said before, I'm such a sucker for dramatic and melancholic kind of songs, and mm-hmm. um, that song is the very uh, essence of drama, you know, and darkness. Yep. Uh, this teenage death thing. I, don't you call those like splatter, uh, platters or something like that in the U.S.? Uh, so that, and then. Um, I think it was Danzig 3, How the Gods Kill. Yes. And what else? Maybe Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Nice. I mean, the thing is, you know, there have there has been many records that are responsible mm-hmm. for my love for music, but these are four. Yep, absolutely. Yep. 
Okay, so uh, let let's pretend that we're uh, all in in safe safe time to like party together and stuff and and we're at a karaoke bar and we feed you a bunch of alcohol and we're all drunk what is and you have to pick one karaoke song what is the karaoke song you would pick who you know the funny thing is uh, i've been to many karaoke bars but i've never sang because, oh my god uh, i think i was shy away because uh, because i'm a singer so i'm like yeah. worried that people won't let me just drunk sing you know, that they actually listen to how I sing it. <laughs> uh, I think I'd take um, um, Magic Man by heart. Nice. Yes. I'll, yeah. The, hey, we're a Seat- that's a Seattle band. So I, I, I appreciate you, you giving some love to a Northwest artist here. So absolutely. So good. Anna and Nancy are amazing. Um, yes. Okay, so just a uh, last question here for you, Joanna. Uh, what is a pick a scar on your body and tell us a story of how you got that scar? Um, I have a scar on my left arm. Uh, okay, that's that's a little silly. Uh, <laughs> that is a, st- a stage scar Uh-oh. that happened um, when I was guest singing for a Swedish death metal band in. 97 called Winterkrieg and they were consisting of two members um, who when Amon and Amath were unknown yeah. um, those guys Martin Mendes and Martin Lopez they then later joined Opeth and they were in this band called Winterkrieg and I was doing they had a singer a male singer but I was doing uh, vocals um, like female vocals on like five songs or something that yeah. we recorded in Stockholm. I flew over here. That was my first gig and paid gig, you know. Cool. And we played a show in Stockholm and on stage, the singer cut me with a razor blade on what? my arm. So that, um, yeah, that scar, I still have it's not very deep, but I know where it is and I, I can point it out. <laughs> Damn. So that's very silly because I was not a cutter, you know, as a teenager. But, well, you know, we had like... I'm not going to go into it because I'm I'm practically vegan uh, almost yeah. not every day I have like one day where I eat some cheese. Sure. <laughs> but sure. we going back into that um you know we had like pig blood on stage and stuff. Um Oh my god. Yeah. Sounds like Watain. All true and evil, you know. <laughs> Sounds like Watain show or something. Yeah, exactly. I did it before them. <laughs> yes, they took your stuff. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Joanna, uh, obviously from Lucifer, the new album is available now on Century Media, Lucifer, thir- thir- uh, Lucifer 3. rather. Uh, do you have any final words for the Seattle and Northwest audience before we let you go? Lucifer, right. Um Well, I can't wait to come back to Seattle. I love I think it's very beautiful because I lived in Los Angeles and I always thought um, I was kind of longing more to live in Northern California or Portland because yeah. it's, you know, I need the four seasons in my life uh, uh-huh. being from Germany and it's so beautiful um, and has a great music scene. So I can't wait to come back to Seattle and I hope, knock on wood, that this will happen next year. Uh, so, yeah, um, to say it in Keith Richards' words, um, say stay this has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.